Hello and welcome to True Crime Diary, a light-hearted podcast on a serious subject. Every two weeks we look back through true crime stories to discuss an event that took place on this week in history. I'm your host Mark Decano and with me as always are my friends Jed Lester. Hello. And Rue Turner. Hello. So this is our second Rewind episode, it now being two years since we recorded the Dan Cooper episode originally. No, two years. Two years. Okay. Be interesting to hear what new developments there are in in those two years. Might have been solved. (laughs) I thought that's what you intended to do was to solve it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I haven't watched the um, new, uh, new newish Netflix um, Mm -hmm. series, but I gather that they don't. Yeah, it's a solved packed six episodes (laughs) either. So what was it? It said six episodes yeah. long. Six? Yeah. 55 Bloody yeah. That's minutes shy of an hour each episode. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, they're obviously starting from completely from scratch, I suppose. Yeah, they're starting from nothing because so. how long was 50 our... years ago there was nothing. Yeah. How, how long was our original episode? Because that was long enough for to cover the facts. Like 40 minutes or something. <laughs> 41 minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, I would say that was more than yeah. enough. And it, even most of that was filled with me getting more and more exasperated and saying, <laughs> saying this is ridiculous yeah. several times, but... Quite right, too. Um, Maybe you shouldn't watch all six episodes of the new <laughs> documentary, I, then. But the yeah. last, if, that, if 40 minutes is your limit for exasperation, six it, hours is going to kill you. <laughs> is it kind of... Does it build and build t- oh, yeah. tension and oh, yeah. there's ten- end yeah. an episode, there's a cliffhanger. Absolutely. Meaning the last ten minutes of episode six is all you need to watch. Or- <sighs> no, because, I mean, to be fair with it, there's there's a lot of content in there and there's lots of new content and revisits. and <laughs> But it's all the, the same in the sense that we still haven't got a clue. Of course. You know? <laughs> the only bit that I've seen is... Um, of a, a man being harassed. Yeah. <laughs> He's saying, you're Dan Cooper, you're Dan Cooper, you're Dan Cooper. It's like, go away. Why don't you admit you're Dan Cooper? Yeah. It's like, what? So, yeah, it's a bit depressing. The state yeah. of the journalism in, the, in that series seems to be uh, lax, yeah. let's say. So there's literally, apart from accusing people who are alive, mm-hmm. there's nothing, yeah. nothing new at all. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the end of that chat, but to stretch it out a tiny bit, what do we remember of our chat, apart from nothing? I just remember it being ridiculous, and I don't know how it has become a, I'm not, it's not a phenomenon, but a... Um, I don't I think it probably is really a phenomenon. I think? Yeah, I mean, people still have meetings, like Dan, Dan Cooper meetups. <laughs> who, who has yeah. a meeting? There are Dan Cooper clubs all over the place. They have Dan Cooper Day. Yeah. In fact, Where? This, In, this will be the all 50 of America. Fir- this will be the 51st anniversary of the event, and on that day is celebrated oh, right, so Dan Cooper Day. Well, I can't believe it's wi- <laughs> widely celebrated, but... Yeah, I'm still- <laughs> I've heard people celebrate it because he's... I mean, because no civilians were hurt and he stole money from the man and it was so kind of baffling for all those involved. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. That he's become a kind of cult hero. Sure, yeah. Even though he's essentially just a robber, a hijacker and a robber. Who possibly didn't get away with it at all. Uh, Probably didn't get away with it, what am I talking about? But nobody's ever been found, and the yeah. money's not been... Re- well, a, a small amount of money's been recovered. Yeah, you're right. If he'd murdered 17, it wouldn't be, hey, yeah. it's D.B. Cooper Day. Deeb's Day. D.B. Day. But there's a Dan Cooper Day in Dayton, Ohio. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's a D.B. Cooper Day in Washington State. State. Well, I mean, I can understand Washington State. What's Ohio got to do with it? Do Nothing. Not no. So, Ariel, which is a town in Washington. Ariel, D- Washington. They have a D.B. Cooper Day. Um, yeah. I'd like to s- speak to someone from Ariel, Washington and say, what on earth What, do, do you what do? are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do on D- Deeb's Day? And well, What mean... isn't going on in your lives <laughs> that you need this? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and do you live near... Uh, in, the fields near your house, are there lots of 
mattresses and pillows, <laughs> uh, generally all year round for people to land on. So, do you want to know how best to partake in DB Cooper Day? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. If we head over to Ariel, what what what's the best thing that we for can the do purposes when we get there? of this podcast? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Well, the first thing to do is go to the Aerial General Store and Tavern, where of they course. will post a list of activities. Okay. So you can go there and see what's going on, and you'll be delighted to find that they will have things including panel discussions, oh, yeah. mystery same, solving, same which I think subjects. is more or less the same, and um, socialising, uh-huh. which I read drinking and arguing about yeah. Dan Cooper. Or arguing about the fact that it's called DB Cooper Day. I know. So it should be Dan Come Cooper on. Day. Yeah. <laughs> How do you spell Ariel? Yeah. As it sounds. Ariel, yes. as in that one. Yeah. Maybe that's what like the panel the, like discussions the are about. Shall we drop the... Do we drop we the D, the B yet? There is um, uh, a, brewer, a brewery a brewery called the Victor 23 Craft mm-hmm. Brewery, which is the... I think they're covered in the documentary, actually. Is it? That's yeah. the flight path, apparently. They've got... Um, that the, what it's that the plane it. took, yeah. Uh, it's wow. called Victor 23, is the... Um, when they do their flight planning... About and they've got their own IPAs called Skyjacker. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. they are definitely oh, covered. The only, yeah. Oh, I'd have a pint of that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Next time you're in Washington State. Now, I I've only ever been to one one of those kind of nerd days. <laughs> uh, I mean, you might have been there. Um, really? Doesn't sound I went like to me. probably thirty plus years ago. Went to Sons of the Desert. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was there. <laughs> which is a Laurel and Hardy thing. Uh, yeah, and it was just. I was like, "What on earth am I?" You know, I'm obviously I love Laurel and Hardy, but <laughs> is is that the 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 Laurel and Hardy equivalent of a Comic Con? <laughs> uh, it's. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yes, they watch Laurel and Hardy shorts. Uh-huh. They sing the Sons of the Desert song, and then they just and, uh, and it's in a pub about Lauren Hardy, <laughs> and, that, and that's it. And they just don't yeah. have loads of pints. But oh my Very god, very much the, the same sort the, of thing. I would imagine the demographic of that. Well, I was like, Jesus wept. I don't want to be associated with any of this. <laughs> the um, is it lots of tall, skinny men and, <laughs> and round, rotund <laughs> men, <laughs> all wearing black suits? Yeah. Faces, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just like, oh my god, what on earth am I doing here? There's a group of people the age that we are now. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah. But yeah, with yeah. beards. Yeah. Yeah, it was like um, real ale kind yeah, of. Yeah, like a British beer festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, ironically, we, we <laughs> also. We also. It's just fat bearded men wearing black. Actually, now you mentioned it, we are nerds. <laughs> we go to nerd festival. But I'm assuming it's the same kind of format of. Of uh, so, what do you in since we last met? What's your latest? Yeah. Oh, I'm gone. Anyway, do you want a pint? <laughs> Have a pint. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what Sky, new evidence? What's it called? Skyjack. Skyjacker. Hey. Skyjacker IPA. I think they have a jet fuel, a jet fuel IPA as well. <laughs> um, there you go. Head anyway, have a listen to the. Uh, have a re-listen. Sorry to yeah. the. Um, was it quite a popular? Pod at I the would, time. Um, I would about our pod of downloads. Yes, I would say for sure. But we timed it quite well, didn't we? To with the the event, uh, sorry, anniversary of the event. Yeah, I mean, it's good that you bring this up now because that is basically the the entire USP of what we do yeah, <laughs> is yeah, to yeah. do the things no, on the event but on, on the that... date of the event. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. We are, we are on a true that... crime diary. Yeah. <laughs> on that well, particular well, one. It was fortuitously time to come out on the day of the event because well, that's what we do. <laughs> well, you say that. Nobody cares about any of the dates of 99% of our podcast. But I remember... We were recording it, and then I don't know. The next day, I, it was like it wasn't in the Solved. news, but I would see an article, and I was like, "Oh right, so this is actually a thing, as opposed <laughs> to the thing that somebody people have never heard of." Right, right. which is half of the yeah. stuff. It's uh, America's greatest unsolved mystery. Apparently, is apparently. It? yeah, that's what it's greatest, as in large. God, mm. it's equivalent of what, roughly a million quid, million dollars. Yeah. yeah, which is what about seven million pounds now? Oh, you're, oh, you're. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Oh, you years. meant you meant monetarily, greatest. I, I thought you were just going, oh, it's brilliant. Or most <laughs> most unsolved? I don't know. Can you have a most unsolved mystery? <laughs> the most unsolved case. Ever. There's no not another case that's as unsolved as this. <laughs> Well, anyway, have, anyway. A listen, have a listen if you feel like. <laughs> but I wouldn't, you know. 
Don't would. worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't got a DB Cooper meetup to go to, then why not listen to this? Then listen to this, yeah. yeah. You're not doing anything else. Look, for all I know, the, the good people of Ariel will be playing this over the loudspeaker. Yes. Me. And if you are, hello, Ariel. Let's uh, let's do an on-mic uh, glass chink. Hey, <laughs> Ariel. So, the date we're looking at this week is the 24th of November, and in 1971, a middle-aged man boarded Northwest Orient Airlines Flight 305 to Seattle from Portland with a one-way ticket in the name of Dan Cooper. In one of the most daring and audacious hijackings ever, this man would hold the plane to ransom and eventually leave out of the aircraft and into legend, never to be seen again. 1971. So, technologies that are available at the time, there's obviously plenty of photography going on. Yeah. Quite a bit of filming going on. It's yeah. an airport, so it's fairly busy. Holiday makers. Yes. Yeah. You'd think he'd be caught on camera somewhere. Was it? Possibly. It wasn't modern technology like we would know it. No. So, yeah, there would have been a certain amount of surveillance, um, but there would have been a part, a part picture here and a bit of a picture yeah. here, you know. I don't know, really. I mean, it's not a long flight. I bet Portland was a very small... It was an international tiny. airport. It was still international. It's a domestic flight, but yeah. it's an international airport, so it's not it's not that small. I'm not surprised. There's no evidence. It would have background. been bustling with people. So I'm not surprised. There's no. Was so there's no evidence. What is there any evidence he got on it? The flight. Yeah, I mean, yes, the fact that he hijacked the plane uh, is some evidence that he got oh, on the right. flight. <laughs> So the story is, this, this man who identified himself as Dan Cooper, he was a middle-aged man, he's about maybe 40, he's carrying a, like a, an attaché case, a suitcase. And he got a, a one-way plane ticket, he got on the plane, he ordered a drink, he sat down and after the plane took off, he handed a note to one of the flight attendants, and the flight attendant named um, Florence Schaffner. And basically, she got the note. She thought, oh, you know, some guy's phone number. And she kind of ignored it. And he said, you, you need to look at the note. I've got a bomb. A bomb? No, not a bomb. A bomb. So she goes and sits next to him and says, can in I see bag. it? In the bag. She says, can I see it? So he opens the case and inside there's like some, um, what looks like a bomb. So there's like some wires and there's um, eight red uh, cylinders. It's all wired Your up. classic bomb. Your classic bomb. Yeah, like you would have seen on yeah. Airplane, the movie. And there's a battery and everything, so it looks it looks like a bomb. As far as she's concerned, it's a bomb. Yep. He closes the briefcase and he says, basically, this is what I want. Some hard-boiled eggs and some nuts. So he wants $200,000 in what he calls negotiable American currency, or what you and I would call cash. Mm -hmm. um, he asks for four parachutes. Um, he wants a fuel truck to refuel the plane in Seattle. And he sends her to to the cockpit to the pilot so she, he's now hijacked the plane he's got a bomb he's on the plane and he's saying he's issued his demands and that's that's what that's what he's looking for yep alright don't anybody move uh, except to control the aeroplane you can move a little to do that where do you get that amount of cash from when you're in the air he, he meant to collect on the ground yeah so he's basically asking him to fly to go to when they go to Seattle yep when they land, he wants the money to be brought to the plane. There it is. Here and refuel and then take off again. Okay. So she goes to the cockpit. She goes to the relays cockpit. Relays that. Yeah, she sees the pilot, William Scott, and basically says, this fella's got a bomb. Now there's, uh, there's 35 other passengers on board. Yeah! And there's a crew of about five. Hello. Hello. And they... Uh, they contact the airport and then they inform the feds. So now they're basically planning what they're going to do and the airline is going to pay the ransom. So Northwest Orient is the is the airline. They've, they've said, we're going to pay it, do whatever he says. And they kept the airplane circling uh, in a holding pattern for a couple of hours while they get all the money and the parachutes and everything together. A holding pattern? It sounds like you need to come down and refuel. So there was no, no, we're not going to do it. They go, yeah, no. give us a minute. Basically, yeah. Okay, so just kept, as I say, kept them holding, and then basically then they land, and the money there's a ten thousand twenty dollar bills. Is how it's paid. <laughs> so they basically went to the cash point. <laughs> yeah. So they've got it from a lot of different banks. Basically, they've got mm -hmm. done the rounds. The FBI's done the rounds, and they've basically got loads of bags of cash. Give me some of that money. I want some of that money. So they land. 
I don't know. I can't. I can't, yeah. I can't help thinking this could have actually been foiled. Yeah. Like quite easily on the, but obviously I don't know the. Yeah. I mean, he might have. A plane could experience some kind of ghost technical difficulties yeah. and not be or, able to take off again. Or, I mean, obviously yep. everyone believed that he had a bomb, so therefore there's an element of oh, do what he says. Yeah. Um, but, but I can't then, help thinking that. But for the bomb to go off kills him as well. So. So what's you, the point? Unless it's a terrorist objective, it's it's Which not it going it's not going to achieve anything. Yeah. Which it wasn't. It was just give me some money. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't go into a bank and say give me ten thousand dollars or I shoot myself. <laughs> uh, the latter. The uh, yeah. I, so I thought it was um, uh, give me some money and some parachutes. Thanks very much. Goodbye, and then jump out. But he landed. He landed. And then yeah. took mm. off again. Yeah. I can't, I, can't, yeah. I can't help thinking they've missed a trick. I thought, I thought the cash must be in the hold. Yeah, he so knows that's what that. I thought. And he's going to say, right, give me the money that, or I blow the plane up. That's why he got on that flight. Flight. Have the money. Yeah. And he jumps think, out. That's how I thought it was going to go. And oh, that's... Oh, that's uh, okay. <laughs> no, it's much funnier than that. Yeah. It's, it's thrown me a bit because I was thinking, hey, what do you mean they land? <laughs> Yep, here's the money. Right, we're just going to take off again. Okay, bye. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, surely someone could have just bonked him on the head or something. Yeah. You know, I suspect he was dressed as a man. Yeah, as, opposed as a businessman, yeah. You know, a suit and tie. Sp- space suit kind of motorbike helmet to protect, you know, he could have been... He was wearing sunglasses. Okay. I mean, they must have just... Cunning disguise. The bomb must have been... Did they have a moustache attached underneath? <laughs> it must no, have just been very, very believable, basically the bomb, because yeah. I kind of or somewhat some wise guy could have said, "Yeah, go on then," uh, and he would have gone, um, uh, "Well, <laughs> wait until we've landed." You know, it just. But my point is, it must have been very, very believable, or he was very assertive, or you mm. know, yeah. commanding. Yeah, well, the, the um, witness, um, well, one of the other flight attendants, Tina Mucklow, she would have said that he was um, very calm, quite nice. He wasn't oh. nasty or anything like that. Normally, the, do, the, do you mind if? Yeah, well, the popular reports at the time, uh, in, uh, in um, popular reports, the reports at the time of like airline hijacking were pretty much all political, you know, take this plane to Cuba kind yes, of thing. Yes. Will you fly this plane uh, to Luton, please? Well, this is a scheduled flight to Cuba. So, holding a plane to ransom or an airline to ransom with a plane full of passengers and a bomb was mm. quite unusual. And there's no reason I I, I mean, not that he, he needs a reason, I suppose. There's no reason of, uh, give me this money because blah blah blah. Yeah. It's just give me this money. Give me the money or I'll blow up the plane and all the people on it, including um, myself. So, which would have been, I mean, as far as it would have been great PR <laughs> no. if they'd blown up one of no, their airlines and all these innocent civilians. But they agreed to it straight away. You could have rewritten that story however you like. Well, yeah, yeah. Because there's no witnesses. <laughs> Does um would that that wouldn't happen today, would it? it you know, land the plane. Yep, yeah, here's the money. You know, they just would. Well, it, it just did, wouldn't do it like it that, did would they? In the eighties or nineties, didn't it? Yeah, it was someone hijacking a plane and then shooting him while it was on the on the runway. But this is nineteen seventy one. In nineteen seventy two, two thirds of all the airline hijackers were for ransom. For, following this example. Oh, okay, so perhaps and, it, and most of the rest were take this plane to Cuba. Or blown up, or, yeah, mean, totally. meaning they it was a perhaps not regular, but it was a thing. So people went, oh, blimey, to do what yeah. he says. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, after this, after this, the following year, as I say, they did like fifteen odd or more. People so he made it a success for everybody else. Everyone else tried it. Yeah, right. Tried the same that thing. Works. Give me the do m- that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's disappeared with all the money. Seems a bit. I'm going to give it a go. I mean, they why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would. <laughs> because it's a horrible crime, and you could die. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, <laughs> um, right? Okay. Why? Why did you say at the start, uh, DB? Uh, Dan Cooper was his name. Yeah. Um, he has been referred to as DB Cooper, but that was an error, which for some reason has uh, caught on. So someone miss miss saw an A and an N. Yeah, there was. Well, there was. Um, 
After the event, um, when the FBI were questioning possible suspects, there was a guy from Oregon named D.B. Cooper. He had a record. Um, so he was one of the many, many people that was um, interviewed on the off chance he'd used their real name sort of thing. And there was a, a reporter named James Long, and he got the suspect's name and the hijacker's name mixed up. So he, he reported D.B. Cooper, and that uh, got picked right, up yes. by some other papers and suddenly everyone's looking for db cooper not dan cooper there he is okay but it was, it was never called db cooper db cooper had nothing to do with it <laughs> it's just it was a mistake in the press oh, and it's, for some reason it's stuck it's in unfortunate in popular memory it's it's stuck. so anyway we don't know his name but dan cooper probably wasn't his real name anyway right. yeah. No, no. so it doesn't matter if it's d could be cooper or dan cooper <laughs> neither of them is his real name so well then when you've got a daft plan like that you may as well use your right your real name you know? well yeah i mean clearly they did run around inter interviewing people named dan or d cooper hmm Lieutenant Dan. I don't know, it just seems, <laughs> seems a bit weird to me. I'm just, all very avoidable. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> perhaps I'm being a bit harsh the other thing to is if this, people. If this is his plan all along, I, I don't, I'm really, like, like you, Jed, I, I don't get why he's landing to get the money and a parachute. I mean, <laughs> surely your parachutes are ten a penny on top of an aircraft. Well, apparently not. I don't know if it was also, even... Also, why do you have to get in a plane to do your demands yeah. to then land to get the money? Couldn't you just go to the bank or go to somewhere and say, here's my demand? He could yeah. have gone to the bakery and said, <laughs> I've got a bomb, here's my demand. Give me all your And they would have buns. gone, oh, right, okay. Um, meaning the plane, the, the first flight is kind of meaningless, hmm. isn't it? Well, no, the, pl the plane is... The threat. The plane is being held to ransom. But if you've got a bomb, it doesn't a matter. I'm going to set off this bomb. I mean, all right, they're all going to... They're in a plane and everyone's going to die. But if you're going to set off a bomb anyway... Yeah, but if you go into Greg's, the bakery, and say, yep. give me $200,000, I'm going to blow up this bakery. Yep. A, the Greg's chain probably isn't going to have that kind of money to be able to pay for, whereas an international airline or a national airline would, would. Yeah. Yep. Plus the threat of the, you know, the, the isolation of the aircraft. Yeah, sure. There's no, it's it's hard to uh, mount an assault on an aircraft without being seen or, you know, in enough time to set the explosion off. Well, that's not once it lands. You've still got, it's out on the runway. You've still got to cross yeah. open ground to get to it. You could, you could, you know, there's front and back doors. You yeah, could create a diversion. There's very little visibility yeah, from but the inside of an aircraft. From the inside, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, all you've got to hear is a, a scrape on the door and you've set Click. the bomb off. It's not like yeah, they can yeah. just walk in and pick you up. What's He's got a say? bomb and, and hostages. I go back to my earlier point is your threat is your own life. Yeah. Well, Admittedly, other people as well. Like, yeah, but you know, exactly. But if, mm. if you've got nothing left to lose... Or nothing left to live. You don't know his motivations. Are we, yeah. If we ever found him, we could have asked. Uh, <laughs> and also, 200 grand? I mean, obviously, I know that's quite a lot, but then... It's not, it's not astronomical, is it? Is it? Uh, so 200,000 in 1971 is currently the equivalent value would be about 1.2 million okay now again it's not massive amount but it's small enough that they could get it together in a relatively short period That's of time mm. yeah, yeah yeah i hadn't thought of that yeah yeah you can if you say give me 10 10 million they'll go oh for god's sake yeah. right okay you know and it'll be a right old faff to yeah. get all that together and again there's no reason for uh, imagine the the outcry if the airline said well i'm not giving you mm. that hmm and we haven't got lose it a plane in 35 to say yeah, how yeah. much are you valuing your passengers lives at you know you're going to you're going to lose billions or probably yeah, the entire true. airline so it's an amount with you again. it's an amount that can be cobbled together basically yeah they can get the money quickly and it's and it's not worth it to the company to lose a yes. plane and 35 and passengers for that amount and of money. face yeah 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 okay fine so he was uh -huh. so they brought him the money so and they brought him it, the money yes here you are here you go, Slick. Enjoy. And then when did he demand to be taken? 
up. Yeah. Well, he uh, while the plane was being refueling, um, he refueled as well. <laughs> yeah, he could have like put something else in. That like, was well, orange sugar. juice, or you know, just oh, yeah. it doesn't work. Uh, put we some diesel in it. We can't. We can't take. <laughs> oh, you never guess what. We can't take off. Oh, um, oh you know, and he's got it, the then. money then. Yeah, he's not going to blow himself up then, is he? I mean, obviously we don't know, but but he, the money has been delivered, so he's he's like, wait, I'm nearly. Oh, you joke! What was that? The engine doesn't work. No, <laughs> sorry, everyone, please disembark. I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing the actions of a stewardess. <laughs> this thing's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, what happened was that um, when they radioed to the plane that the demands were going to be met, so they landed. Yes, this is Seattle refuel. They it's. Quite Had a bit of lunch. It's getting a bit dark now, so they they go they take the taxi the plane to an isolated, well lit area, so you can see around the yep. plane. They close all the window shades down, so snipers mm. can't see. Classic, classic order. <laughs> they always do that. Yeah. Oh, you mean the bomber? All oh, right. Secure sorry. the overhead lockers. <laughs> they uh, they take the bag and the parachutes to the back stairs and drop off the money. At which point, Cooper's now he's got the money. The, and he gets all the passengers off the plane. He releases the passengers. He's just got the crew okay. on board. Sniper. Anyway. <laughs> you shoot the passengers. I'm, I'm just listing the several times they could have actually foiled this. But yeah. This isn't like a diehard with a vengeance kind of <laughs> scenario. Yep. So while they're refueling, he, Cooper's planning, uh, outlining his plan to the cockpit crew, what he wants them to do. So they get, once they're fueled, gonna, they're going to take off. He wants them to head towards Mexico City. And basically, they're talking about the kind of altitude and airspeed that he can parachute out. It's cl- it's obvious with the if the parachute delivery wasn't enough. Yes, they're yeah, now yeah. saying he's definitely going to jump out of this plane. He demanded that they keep the uh, landing gear down. Down, right? He he was talking about uh, you know the degrees of the flaps and everything else. So he knows he knows what he's talking about okay. in terms of um, altitude and speed and, and and the operations of the plane. He knows all of this stuff. They were limited to a thousand miles, the, the the aircraft. So they had to basically a, a discussion about what they were going to do, and they decided that they would refuel again. I was going to say it's more than a thousand miles to Mexico. Yeah. City. So they were going to stop in Reno, Nevada. Okay. And do some gambling. <laughs> <laughs> Two hundred thousand on black. Yeah. <laughs> there was a little bit of back and forth because. Um, Cooper wanted the the rear door. Basically, on the seven two seven, this this model, the rear door actually extends out of under the tail, not not at the side. There's a, a door that actually comes out under the tail of the plane, okay. like in line with the I'm with the aircraft. Oh, looks okay. Like. okay. What's so, it called? Seven two seven. Yeah. Boeing. Um, How Boeing. many passengers does it take? I mean, I know they vary quite a bit, but well, there were thirty so five. Three thirty five on board. Yeah. Okay. So it's quite a small plane then, really, is a sort of... Uh, 30, yeah, 35 plus him, and then about six crew. Boeing 727-51 mod. Oh, okay. All right, sorry. Hello, my name's Mark Decano, and I host the Comedy in a Nutshell podcast, in which I talk with those in and around the comedy circuit, and most especially the comedians, about what comedy means to them. Simon Amstor plus Lena Dunham plus Mr Blobby. I thought that would be a good combo. Every gig you get is somebody else not getting a gig. I've had sometimes I've had people like pull out a notepad and I've been like, oh no, no, thank you. You are a jester and you're here to bring light relief to people's lives. Somebody at the end was like, oh my God, she's dirty. <laughs> I was like, I am. Thank you very much. My boyfriend says he feels like he has to tread very carefully because he was like, I know that everything has the potential to become material. I can know give to people and they definitely in that moment are having a good time so if you want to know more about what comedy means to the people at its heart then hear it straight from the horse's mouth comedy in a nutshell wherever you get your podcasts welcome to fringe baby (laughs) okay so the so he asks that this stairwell the stair stairway is left deployed there's a bit of back and forth with the tower because they're as concerned about, you know, it might affect its ability to take off safely. So it, basically, they end up there. Oh, because it will. It might. The nose lifts. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, they've. He said it was safe. So he thinks he knows about this plane. Oh, he said it was safe. He oh, said okay. it was safe. But he agreed 
because of the pro- protestation. I mean, he's a he's a, the hijacker, hmm. and yet he's being nice and discussing, sure, and all yeah, this, yeah. which is weird. But he said, "Okay, look, it's definitely safe, but fine, I'll take it up and I'll deploy it when we're up." So this is a bit weird, right? So he obviously knows, or apparently he knows what he's talking about in terms mm. of this particular aircraft. So they're off. It's about half past seven ish. They take off. Now there's only him, the pilot, co pilot, flight engineer, and flight attendant, McClough. Now, while they're in the air, they're being tailed by two F 106 fighters um, out of McCord Air Base yep. following. Understandably. Yeah, above and below, out of yep. sight, so you can't see them. There's a, there's a trainer flight that's been diverted, so they're following them around. So overall, there were five planes following this plane. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and none of the pilots saw him leave the aircraft out of these five aircraft following okay okay so having taken off cooper sent the flight attendant to join the crew in the cockpit so they're all the crew are in the cockpit with the door closed and he's the only one in the body of the plane and then about eight o'clock there's the warning light in the cockpit so the stairs are being deployed yep. and then they feel the air pressure or the cabin pressure changing yeah that the door is definitely air open flow. then suddenly there's like a after a few minutes there's a kind of a quick upward movement and they reckon that's the point at which he's left the plane. So basically, Cooper has jumped out of the back with all the money, with the yeah, with all the money and with their parachute. So therefore, a bit of weight has gone. It's not going to be so heavy that the plane's going to jerk upward. Well, it's probably him. Don't know. You know, bouncing off the back. Yeah, stairwell. you definitely feel it. But really? yeah, you would because it's if it's is it literally is he hanging out the back? It's literally right at the back under the tail. Yeah, so it would have, it would make it a difference. Be, the plane is empty of other passengers. All the the, the the human weight is in the cockpit. They're all in the cockpit. There'll be him and bags of a twenty dollar bills. You know, ten thousand twenty dollar bills. A lot and two I two parachutes. I don't know. He takes two parachutes, he leaves two behind. Oh, okay. He takes two yep. parachutes, all this money and him right to the furthest opposite point of the plane. Yes. Yeah. And then basically swan dives out of the back of the plane. He's... But nobody on any of these five planes saw anybody leave it. No. I'm not sure he ever left. <laughs> Where did he go? Well, presumably he also had the bomb on him. Yes. Because otherwise you could just push him out. All he left behind was his black clip-on tie and tie clip and two of the parachutes. So is that, <laughs> is that kind of where the story ends? <laughs> because uh, whereas fact is concerned. Essentially, yes, that is the tale. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> After that is what is known. After that, it's all very much about how the thing was investigated, and it okay. just went all over the place. They're looking for ransom money. Sorry, where did he jump out? Whereabouts? Oh, no. Where is it believed he jumped out? Yes, jumped yeah. out over. You a can't not see a parachute if there are f- at least five pairs of eyes watching. Perhaps he didn't deploy. Maybe it was. Maybe they were designed not to deploy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've we've said their parachutes in here, but yeah. it's just my washing. Yeah. <laughs> or he jumped out over a bed of nails factory. <laughs> a bed of nails, fa- not just a nail factory. A bed. Oh, we only nails be- wouldn't work. Um, I, mean, I suppose magicians. If the parachutes were designed not to open, then you'd have found a body covered in cash. Uh, you would. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Or, or rather, some cash covered in body. <laughs> yeah. A big hole in the ground, carpeted with cash. Um, so we don't know where he jumped out. In between uh, Seattle and... Well, they've Reno. headed down... They're, they're on their way via Reno. So they were heading south, basically. They think it might have been near Ariel in Washington State. So not very far. Not too far. It, was, it far. was quite... No, it's like 50 minutes after takeoff. Oh, right, right, okay. Very quick. So was that, uh, would he potentially, obviously we don't know the answer to any of these questions, but the, so if you say to someone, fly me to Mexico, they will, or fly me to Reno, they'll have to go in a certain direction. Yes. That meaning, do you think he said, fly there, uh, and then he knows that on the way, there is a outdoor mattress factory, (laughs) you know, or a pillow Emporium, Pillow. yeah, yeah, outdoor one, um, <laughs> or something. Could, yeah, meaning, like, hang on, a blimp factory. Yeah. yeah, meaning the stewardess would have gone. Hang on, I thought, yeah, what is this? A roadrunner cutting? I thought you wanted to go to Mexico City or wherever it was. But yeah. um, as I say, we don't know the answer to any of this, do we? No, we don't. They, uh, I mean, they searched 
a, a lot. The FBI was searching. They questioned like 800 suspects. Um, 800? Yeah. Wow. Pretty much anyone who fit the sketch that they put together oh, or okay. whose name was Cooper or anything yeah. else they could possibly come up with. They interviewed people mm. over so and over. It seems like they spent more on the investigation than he got away than with. Than he got, yeah, yeah. He wasn't found, basically. He wasn't found. I mean, they, they using the airspeed and everything else, they worked out sort of a flight path and they, they looked at where he could, where have, he could have landed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had um, aerial searches going on. They yep. had ground searches going on using the National Guard. I mean, they, they searched all over. They had um, 200 army officers, uh, army soldiers were there as well as Air Force, um, all sorts going on. And, and then for like um, a couple of months, in um, early 1972, they were searching. There was a skeleton found that they mm. thought might have been him, but it turned out it was, a, 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 sadly, a, a teenage girl who'd been killed. Oh, um, but they found. Uh, so what about money? Well, they distributed all the serial numbers, because they'd obviously yep, taken note of all the serial numbers, mm-hmm. um, to all the you know banks everyone. and yeah, casinos yeah. and everyone else. And they offered a reward, 15% of the money. Mm. It wasn't recovered. Some men tried to swindle uh, Newsweek out of some money by using Cooper bills, but they were counterfeit. They basically made... Oh, interesting. With the correct... Made money with the right serial numbers in order to say, I've found Cooper money. Um, Oh, fancy fraudulently... (laughs) <laughs> forging yeah. stolen forging money. Forging I mean, How many money. crimes? <laughs> how many crimes are in that sentence? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Made yeah. fake money so we could commit fraud, pretending to be a hijacker when, when we weren't. <laughs> so no money was ever been found. Some money was found in 1980. So this nine years later. Yes. Where did this money turn up then? Was it just sort of the Washington? Marshmallow <laughs> factory. Someone um, went went to make a large deposit. They yeah. sensibly sat on the money for nine years yes. instead of buying themselves a cigar store Indian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a bundle of cash, and it basically just washed up on the Columbia River. Oh right. And it, it, investigation concluded that they had basically just matted together from the. From the river yeah, flow sure, of the yeah. river, they just matted together in a ball and washed up on the on the shore. Right. So, although it was some money, it didn't explain where it came from or you know how it got there. So um, did it have numbers on it that matched the missing? They were money definitely Dan Cooper money. Yeah, but that didn't explain why some of the bills were from one bundle of money and some of the bills were from another bundle of money, and they got together they weren't like bundles were bundles oh. were, were matted together there were oh, bits right, of right. money from here and here and here put together so it raised more questions than it answered really. but was that when it was delivered to him it was delivered to it was delivered in two bundles yeah so I mean he might have just lumped them together though himself in, wouldn't he in midair yeah <laughs> just taken bundles of cash out of the bag swapped some bills I, mean, I don't see why he would do that <laughs> but, yeah I mean I would so here's what I think. Um, he landed and uh, some money fell out his pocket, but he landed safely and then got away, basically. And that's that's the end of that. Because otherwise, facts and evidence would tell us what happened, basically. And, and currently, it yeah. doesn't and hasn't. I, I, he just landed and it wasn't even got clear. away. It couldn't be determined properly, really, if the money had just fallen into the river or been yeah. put in the river or tr- buried in the yeah, dry yeah. bank or they couldn't really calculate but it was the money it was some of the, some of the money yeah, yeah. Okay. but you know they were they were reviewing it right down to spore samples on the money yeah right they still couldn't determine conclusively how it had got there or I mean, the origin know, of but it but it says to me that he got away with it or if he didn't leave the plane he could have thrown a few bundles out the back as yeah. a, you know as a trail what do you mean if he didn't leave the plane? Well, he didn't jump out of the plane. Right, nobody saw him leave. Yeah, but the plane. he would have 
so when they landed, whenever they landed, they would have gone, oh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not expecting him to be there. So you could, op- right, open the doors, please. Everyone in the cockpit. I'm going to jump. Oh, he's probably didn't say it like that. But <laughs> he, you know, su- suggesting that he was going to jump. He goes to the end. He makes some mm-hmm. movement, jump up and down, which absolutely a bit of would. in action on the end of Which the- absolutely yeah, yeah. would upset the plane for, yeah, you know. absolutely. And then you don't. You chuck a bundle of money out. Oh, let's, that'll yeah. put them off the trail. Yeah. Then, hey! <laughs> Geronimo! Um, three, two, and and then you... I mean, you'd, you'd then need to have a good hiding place, wouldn't you? But yeah. get in that. Now, one would assume that as soon as the plane lands that it was literally ripped to pieces no but certainly you would gun through it looking for evidence so I'm <laughs> seizing pretending to be a chair <laughs> <laughs> or you very carefully 10 miles later actually jump out mm. and you the because of the motion beforehand you know people are put off the scent because oh he definitely jumped out then so therefore let's look here mm. meanwhile he lands in or he puts on his disguise Pulls off his rubber face, takes off his sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, it's quite good though, isn't it? Well, there's no there's no suggestion that the flight crew were involved. Obviously, they were questioned okay. at length. Yeah, doesn't look like they were involved. If he had an accomplice on the ground, the flight crew would have had to help him out because it would be so precise where he was going to go that that yep. would be difficult. Like you said, the, the plane's outside. That could have easily have been the case though. That's why. Right, everyone in the front. I'm ten, 10 minutes out. Fly in this direction, 10 minutes out. Check my watch. Go. Yeah, and but you're hardly going to land on an X. You're well, going to land I, within I, like a 50 square mile oh, yeah. radius. <laughs> he didn't have um, He didn't have any, like a helmet or anything like that. No. Nope. So he mm-hmm. just had the, he had the parachutes. But even then, if he landed in the, wherever he landed, I mean, he, he had a bag of money and a, and a bomb. He didn't like have any hiking equipment or no. compasses or anything like that. That, that discernible. Anyway. I'm kind of assuming the money is like massive, but it probably you probably fit it in a in rucksacks. Could you, can it was you? De- yeah, it was delivered in a rucksack. So. Oh, okay, all right, fine. But yomping your way out of a forest in the middle of nowhere with no, you know, necessarily any like direction finding equipment, no food, water, and a backpack full of, of fair weight with it's going to be with that backpack can you um would one parachute have not been good enough oh yeah it would have been, yeah, it would have been all right it would have been all right yeah, yeah, yeah. okay but he still took two parachutes well it took a parachute and a reserve uh, it's just backup okay. parachute i thought he meant he strapped the money to <laughs> one of them no it was really heavy i mean he looked it looked like he uh he might have tied it to himself with using the cord from one of the other parachutes okay so he basically ripped cording from one parachute and then took the one good parachute and one of the reserves i mean the fbi's most immediate conclusion is, is he didn't die in the fall and he would have died in the wilderness basically right okay so he was in the middle of yeah, I mean, it was, it was green land, Washington. but it was thousands of miles of... And by yeah. the sounds of it, this money hasn't been spent to date. Otherwise, <laughs> no. would, you know, some of these numbers would have turned up. Again, not only has he not turned up, but the money hasn't turned up. Either. Yeah, which does kind of point towards either he didn't jump and for some reason didn't do anything with the money, or more likely, it would seem, yeah. he did jump and just died somewhere just in, went in a hole, yeah. unable to spend any of it. And he was... Eaten or whatever. Yeah. Where's the rest yeah. of the money, though? It's just fluttered. Just, it's just but there. again, it's cash, so it, it, yeah. you know, it would have just made of disintegrated. Cotton, so it just rot away. Yeah. Would it? At the time, it would have. It's made of cotton now, isn't it? Yeah. But our notes don't rot away. Well, they're plastic now. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> well, they're made of cotton. <laughs> But they would have been. Yeah. They would have been cotton yeah. and linen blend before. They would have dissolved. Oh, okay. Yeah. Especially in the in water and weather, they would have dis- disintegrated. There you go. Case solved. <laughs> so he's dead, eaten by wolves. Money's disintegrated. The end. Um, <laughs> Deebs, the D man. 
there were a lot of suspects. Obviously, we said about they, they interviewed you know hundreds and eventually over a thousand what they called serious suspects. A lot of them publicity seekers who'd come forward, people who oh, yes. con- falsely confessed and things like that. God, would you confess to that? Fame. <laughs> it was me. So they want to get their name in there. A fame is fairly short-lived once you're imprisoned. <laughs> There was, yeah, a, there was exactly, yeah. more than one person who stood on the gallows said, I'm Jack the Ripper. More than once. Yeah. Well, and, because and the, what, well, just so they could put their name as and they, make more And infamy. they went through with it? Well, they were hanged. <laughs> really? They're on the gallows. I'm and going to be hanged, is... so I'm going to claim for something else as well. Oh, so that is... To gain, gain notoriety. So that's why people put their oh, right. names forward I'm to say... I'm be hanged anyway. I might as well be yeah, Jack the Ripper. Yeah, rather okay. be hanged for a sheep as a lamb, isn't it? <laughs> that's a saying <laughs> that's a thing that's a saying people say that <laughs> there's let's see so there's a Kenneth Christensen 2003 man in Minnesota called Lyle Christensen he saw a documentary about the hijacking and he was convinced that his brother Kenneth Christensen was was in was Dan yeah. Cooper he when he died Kenneth they had gold coins and uh, very valuable stamps and over $200,000 in mixed bank accounts and a folder full of Northwest Orient Airlines news clippings. Okay. So I mean, they were convinced that it was him. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, investigation said probably didn't do it. He didn't buy the house for cash. Um, he had a mortgage he had mm-hmm. to pay off. He sold land, so which meant this would have had money in his account. So it wasn't him, probably. There's another guy named Jack Coffelt. He was a con man. He claimed that he was Cooper and tried to sell the story to Hollywood. But uh, FBI said, no, it was all nonsense. Uh, There was another one called Lynn Doyle Cooper, an LD Cooper. He was put forward as a suspect by his niece because she remembered when she was eight, he was very mischievous. (laughs) Guilty. (laughs) Well, that's it. He was mischievous and he had the surname Cooper. Yeah. Which was a made-up. But then she had a surname Cooper, so she could have done it as well. Mm-hmm. So, so t- but she, not when she was eight. When she was eight, yeah. <laughs> she remembered her, her two of her uncles planning something um, using uh, walkie-talkies, and the next day the plane was hijacked. So she said it was him, but okay. no, they said no, it wasn't him. Richard McCoy was put forward, and it has even been proposed that the phrase the real McCoy comes from this guy. It doesn't, but it was <laughs> that was put forward. Now, he was uh, one of the copycats in 1972 who tried to do the same thing this McCoy it, that's why that's one of the reasons he's been proposed as having done it the first one and he was doing it again the real McCoy yeah he said he had a, a bomb he demanded parachutes and $500,000 um, the money was delivered and he bailed out in uh, over Utah mm-hmm. but they found him they caught up with him uh, and he had the cash in his possession he was sentenced to 45 years in prison gosh 45 Wow. He did. He, uh, he escaped and he was found um, three months later in Virginia Beach and he was killed in a shootout with the FBI. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's quite a. Um, that's, that's a kind of more interesting. <laughs> Still never take me alive, copper. All right then. Yeah. I mean, because, it's a, it's well, a shorter so, Was that Richard McCoy? Yes, yeah. So I know he was doing a copycat, but it's a better ending it's more a longer ending well it's less things. mysterious yeah it's very short and uh, and a phrase potentially has come yeah from it but it didn't come from that but people oh, have said it, it. <laughs> sorry it did. people have said it did but it didn't right okay well I mean what would you rather do spend 30... 45 years in prison or or get gunned down after three months of living it living it large Oh, the agony of choice. Yeah, he was only 32. Okay, so he would have, he possibly wouldn't have survived the 45 year term. No. He'd be, well, he'd be out by now, wouldn't he? But... Oh, the irony. There was uh, another example in November of 71, just before Cooper's attempt, where it was um, a Canadian man named Paul Joseph Cheney. He hijacked an, an Air Canada plane, but he was overpowered before he managed to get away because he put down his gun to put on the parachute. Very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the As passengers uh, overpowered him. Sure. Was getting caught part of your plan? But that was before. That was before, yeah. So they were, it was the same month. It was a little earlier. Okay, fine. Sorry, I find that particularly hilarious. <laughs> I, I love the simplest thing like yeah. that. There you go. Oh, I'm going to go, hold oh. this. Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so what does this mean? Well, obviously the airlines reacted. So airport security modified. Yeah. Um, all passengers and bags were searched from then on. Plane, the Boeing 727 had a like a, a catch fitted to the stairs so they couldn't be opened while the plane was in flight. See, hijackers, they ruin it for the rest of us. This is it. Yeah, you see. Hmm. It's just a small, hardcore people messing it up. Ruining it for the masses. Yeah. Okay, so, popular culture. Books. There are many that mention it, as well as um, fictional accounts or fictionalised really? versions of this account. There are characters based on it. Um, throughout the years, Rainbow's End, 1975, Free Fall, Drama or films or something. Yep. Netflix special. There's a um, couple of movies, not not big ones. 1981, there's a movie, Robert Duvall played a uh, insurance investigator looking into the case. Mm. There's a movie called Without a Paddle in 2004, where they go on, they go looking for the money. Um, there's a bunch of things on, on uh, in the television, Um Dale Bartholomew Cooper is a character in Twin Peaks, D.B. Cooper. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is, isn't he? Um, little little nods like that. Prison Break has got a character, D.B. Cooper, in it. There's um, you know songs, loads of, sort of Kid Rock is, makes a reference to the money from the heist. So there's a lot of it, a lot of mentions of him throughout. So obviously all of this took place in the Pacific Northwest, so... Every year, there's regular D.B. Cooper-themed promotions and tourist events and things like that. Oh, right. And Cooper Day celebration has been held at the Aerial General Store and Tavern every November since 1974. Really? <laughs> what are they celebrating? The, his the, existence. The opportunity to sell souvenirs. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cooper yeah. Day. Cooper Day. Yeah, you're right. It's just an opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you sell? Parachutes. Chocolate parachutes. Yeah, chocolate parachutes. <laughs> chocolate money. Yeah. Yeah. And half price off bowling shoes. That's all for this time. If you want to know more about what we've talked about on this episode, then just Google it or something. You can listen to all of our previous episodes on our website. That's www.truecrimediary.co.uk. Please remember to leave a review on your podcast provider if you can, or you can email us. That's stuff at truecrimediary.co.uk. My thanks to Jed and Rue and to all of you for listening and we'll see you again on next date in our True Crime Diary.